Hey there, so thanks so much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about what it's like to be a true Christian. Let's acknowledge Jesus because he said when we gathered in his name that he'd be here. He wants to be with us. He's so cool. I just love him so much. He wants us to have understanding. And so anyway, let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you so much that you want us to have understanding. You want us to know you. You want to be with us. You want to teach us. And that you even want to prepare us for when we stand before you. We love you. We praise you. We invite you. We thank you for teaching us and helping us to hear really what you're saying. We love you in Jesus' name. In your name we pray. Amen. So John 10, we're going to talk about. Um, when Jesus is teaching the disciples, he said, I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you, he who does not enter by the front door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way elsewhere from some other quarter is a thief and a robber. But he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The watchman opens the door for this man and the sheep listens to his voice and heed it, and he calls his own sheep by name and brings and leads them out. When he has brought his own sheep outside, he walks out before them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never on any account follow a stranger, but will run away from him because they do not know the voice of a stranger or recognize their call. Jesus used this parable with them with the disciples, but they did not understand what he was talking about. So Jesus said again, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, that I myself am the door. For the sheep of all the others who come, such as before me, are thieves and robbers. But the true sheep did not listen to and obey them. I am the door. Anyone who enters through me will be saved and will live. He will come and he will go out freely and find pasture. The thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. I came that you may have life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. I am the good shepherd. The shepherd rests and lays down his own life for his sheep. But the, the hired servant, the, he merely serves for wages, who is neither the shepherd nor the owner of the sheep. And when he sees the wolf coming, he deserts the flock and runs away. And the wolf chases and snatches them and scatters the flock. Now the hireling flees because he merely serves for wages and is not himself concerned about the sheep. He cares nothing for them. I'm the good shepherd, and I know and recognize my own, and my, my own know and recognize me. Even as truly as the Father knows me, and I also know the Father, I'm giving my very own life laying it down for the behalf of my sheep. And I have other sheep besides these that are not of this fold, and I must bring and impel them also, those also. And they will listen to my voice and heed my call. And so there they will become one flock under one shepherd. For the reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life and I take it back again. No one takes it from me. On the contrary, I lay it down voluntarily. I set it. I put it from myself. I am authorized. I have power to lay it down and to resign it, and I'm authorized and I have power to pick it up again. These are the instructions and the orders which I have received as my charge from my father. And then some people came and they were um, 
criticizing him and calling him calling him a demon and that he was possessed. And why are you listening to this guy anyway? He's crazy. And so anyway, the whole point is Jesus wants us to know that he's the way, he's the truth, and he's the light. We can't get to heaven without knowing him. And that's the whole point of the parable that he was telling the disciples, is we need to know him. And um, if we don't know him and hear his voice, then we're really not a Christian. And lots of people think they are a Christian because they put that label on themselves and they say a prayer thinking that that is their ticket to heaven. But I just feel like God is saying this message over and over again in so many different ways. And he's really preparing us for his return. And what he's saying is we're getting mixed up and we're following after um, men were following after other ways, and and we have to go straight forward to Jesus and seek Him, seek Him, keep on seeking and keep on knocking, and keep on in enhancing that relationship with Him, so you can hear Him, and so that you follow Him, and you're not following the voice of a stranger, and. That is what's going to happen if you if you don't cultivate your relationship with him, if you don't actually um, have a relationship with him, I encourage you to do that and then, you know, ask him to come and live on the inside of you and then expect to have a relationship with him. And it's not invisible. It really isn't because you you know his thoughts and he leads you, like he said, you know his voice. But so much of the time, it's just pretty um, apparent that we have been taught the wrong thing. Lots of times, <clears throat> lots of times, excuse me, people just are taught that you can't hear God's voice. That's crazy. And never really look at the Word of God yourself. And you have to do that. You, you have to look at the Word for yourself. When Jesus left, he told the disciples that the Holy Spirit was going to come and live on the inside of them. And he would remind them of the things that Jesus said, tell them things to come. He would be their counselor, their standby, anything that they needed. And so that is exactly what happens. And you can hear his voice. You can hear his thoughts. But you have to expect to, and you have to want to. And um, you have to actually look at the word. He uses word. And get his opinion so you know what he's thinking, and then come in agreement with him. And when you come in agreement with him, you're just saying, I'm going to believe whatever you tell me. I'm seeking after you. I want to know your way. And then you're going to start hearing him. He said, if you love me, you'll obey me, and then I'll show myself to you. And so that's where it all starts. You ask him to come live on the inside of you. You expect his spirit to abide on the inside of you. And um, actually, I'm thinking about John, John 15, 1 through 8. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches, the Father is the vine dresser. And um, through that um, parable, he's saying that he's going to correct us. And so that's the other part of it, is you have to let him get the dead branches off of you. you got to let him correct you. And um, he, he told the disciples they were washed because of the word. So the word of God washes you clean. It, it really cleans up your thinking to come in agreement with him. 
And Romans tells us that, that we have to change our thinking. So even though you you say that prayer and um, you, you think you're going to heaven, there's more to it than that. You have to have that relationship with him. And it starts by renewing your mind. Romans 12, 2 tells us that, that we have to renew our mind. When you get born from above, your spirit is reborn, but then you got to change your thinking to think like God thinks, to be in agreement with him. And then he said, when you are in agreement with him, you can ask what you will, and it will be done, and you will be proving to be true disciples of his, bringing glory to him, bringing glory to the Father. And so um, not only will you go to heaven, but you're going to have a good life here. You're going to have his power in your life here. You know, there's a lot going on where we're in this day where we're in lockdown and and Jesus um, is coming. He is coming. And if you read Matthew 24, there's a lot of um, confirmation that we're in the place for him to come. And so that's why I think he's having me do this message again, because he wants you to know that you got to have that relationship with him. And then, um, as we talked about yesterday, he's going to tell you what's up. He's going to tell you things to come. You know, he said in another place um, that he no longer calls, he was talking to disciples, and he said he no longer calls them his servant, but their friend, but his friend. He said a friend um, knows what his friend is doing. And so, you know, he's calling us to oneness with him. He wants to tell us things to come. He wants to comfort us in this time. You know, the enemy has attacked with a great amount of fear and everybody's panicking. And the Bible says that it will come to this. And so this is really um, it. The, the, the time is Jesus is coming. And he gives us plenty of warning. And I just believe these last messages are are that warning. And I'm not telling you he's coming tomorrow or next week or even in a year, because he does give us plenty of time. And so if you really don't know him, if you're really just kind of faking it and you don't have understanding, then I would just like to encourage you, especially in this time of lockdown, to take your time and start getting to know him. Open your Bible. John 1.1 tells us he is his word. Open your Bible and get to know him. Find out all the things that Jesus is saying. He said he is the door. You can't get there any other way. You have to go through him. And he is a relationship, and he's telling you that. He said, my sheep know my voice, and they follow me. And you have to follow him to your salvation. And things are things are going to get pretty rough here. And so you really, if you haven't started a relationship with him, you better get going. Because without that relationship with him, without him living on the inside of you, without being in agreement with him, you're not going to be able to do it. He said that in John 15, that we can't do anything apart from him. He's your strength. He's your fortress. He is the one you're going to be able to trust through these times that are coming up. And so he said, my sheep know my voice. They follow me and I give them eternal life. And that is the place that you want to get. Verse 27 the sheep that are my own hear and are listening to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages. 
to all eternity they shall never by any way be destroyed and the one who is able to snatch them and no one is able to snatch them from my hand my father who has given them to me is greater and mightier than all else and no one is able to snatch them from my father's hand and so you need to follow him you need to practice to hear his voice take this time I just want to encourage you and get to know him. Get on your knees and worship him and just strive, seek and knock to hear his voice. Go after him with everything you have, Jeremiah says, those who seek me as a vital necessity will find me. Is he your vital necessity? Um, Then you're going to find him. You know, I know that this might put a little fear in you if you hadn't thought about it before, but it's a good thing to be afraid of. It's a good thing to have reverence for God, and you do not want to live in hell for eternity. You don't want to burn in the lake of fire. And so, and, you know, I don't know the extent of all that's going to happen, but we're going to stand before him and be judged. We are. And so you need to decide if you're going to believe or not believe, because if you don't make that decision to believe, the enemy is going to try to talk you out of it. And, you know, Jesus was talking about him. He he wants you to believe a lie. And there is no way you're going to get to heaven through any other means except through Jesus. Not another man, not another story, you know, nothing. There's no way you're going to get there except through Jesus. So you want to take this time now and you want to um, take his invitation. In Revelation 3.20, he said he's already knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite him in, He's going to come in and dine with you. He's going to hang out with you. He's going to teach you. He's going to correct you. No, he said that he corrects those he loves. And so he's going to make you right. He's going to fit you for heaven. You know, if you're um, cheating at something or gossiping or lying or um, whatever you're doing that isn't going to go over in heaven, he's going to help you to get rid of that, right? Because in heaven is love, joy, peace, happiness. God is, his kingdom is of love. It's wonderful. It's excellent. It's perfect. And so he's going to recreate you in his likeness. Ephesians 2.10 says that. And he's going to put you on that path that leads to the good life. He's going to put you on that narrow path and get all the garbage out of your life, all the junk, all the unbelief, all the poison from the world. And there's not many on that path. I mean, even now, when I um, just go on Facebook and I see people are just goofing around and they're not realizing that this is their time to hurry up and get ready. This is the time. It's not time to be fooling around and and just in being bored or whatever. This is a really good time to settle in, get out your Bible, and get to know Jesus. Because if you don't, you're not going to be too happy with the results of not knowing him. You're not going to be um, where you want to be. So many think they're right with God, but they're not. I tell the story over and over, and I feel God prompted me to do it. But he said, many, many think they're going to move in with me someday. But right here and right now, they want nothing to do with me. They don't have time for me. They don't agree with me. You know, anybody who doesn't agree with the Word of God yet, they think they're going to go to heaven. And if you're in agreement with Him, then you're going to get to the place where you know His voice. 
you're going to seek him. You're going to keep on seeking and keep knocking. You're going to get to know him, and you're going to practice listening to his voice so that you can follow him, and you're not following a lie. You're not following um, someone that is lying. Jesus said, there's going to be many false prophets. Don't believe them. You got to find him and follow him. He is the precious pearl. Go after him. Instead of just wasting this time, you know, God uses what the enemy meant for our harm, and there is nothing going on. This is your time. This is your time to lock down, lock up, and just get with Jesus. Just change your atmosphere, change your life, because we are in a place where he could show up any day. And I'm not going to prophesy the day, but he has told me so many times that he is coming and he's asked me to share it. And um, so I am that messenger to tell you, get ready. He's coming. You want to be ready. And um, I believe tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit more about that. So get to know him. Take this time, please. I just want to encourage you to take me seriously. You know, it doesn't matter who's giving the message, you know, what you, maybe you know me and what you might think of me or whatever. Put all that aside because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It matters the message. And when you think about it, they didn't want to hear from Jesus either. Right here, they called him a lunatic. They called him crazy because of the things that he was saying. He didn't look like God. I might not look like a messenger that you thought I should look like, but... This is a message, and that is that Jesus is coming, and you need to get to know him because he's the only way to the Father. He's the only way you're going to get there. Also feeling prompting me to remind you that Matthew 7, 21 through 23, Jesus said many on that day are going to say, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We drove all demons in your name. We did this and that in your name. He's going to say, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness, away from me. And that's the way it's going to be. I mean, we might think we're right with him. You might have said that prayer. You think you got a ticket in your back pocket and you're going to make it to heaven. But if you practice lawlessness, if you don't um, obey him in, in everything, then he's going to, you've already rejected him and he's going to say, I didn't know you. And that goes along with knowing him and knowing his voice. You got to know him and you got to come in agreement with him. And if you come in agreement with him, you're going to do what he tells you to do. And even get to know him is a command. It's your part to get to know him. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing the word of God. So it's up to you to get faith. You have to work to get faith. Jesus said, as soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come and try to take it. And he does. He comes to try to take, to steal God from you. The word is God. He is his word. And so he is coming full force, especially in this time. He's going to put so much pressure on you to the place where he wants you to quit and give up. And so you have to be determined. You have to decide, I'm going to believe Jesus. And then he's going to come and say, is Jesus really real? And Jesus is really real. And so you have to decide, I'm going to believe this word. Is God talking to me? I'm going to put it in my heart so I can have faith to withstand the pressure of the enemy. Um, Matthew 17, Matthew 7, 13 and 14, Jesus said that the narrow path is the path you want to be on. So when he recreates you, you're on that narrow path and there is pressure. 
He said, not many are going to fit through that gate. And it's narrow and it's contracted by pressure. Most people are on the wide path. And I started to say, or maybe I, I said it all, I don't know, but when I go on Facebook, people are acting like nothing's happening. And that's because they're not connected. you got to be connected with Jesus to know that something's happening. He's going to tell you things to come. He's going to show you stuff. And so you got to be connected. you got to hear his voice, and he's going to lead you to eternity. You can't get there without him. You can't do it without him. And if you're believing a lie, then um, you're not going to make it. So you want to know the truth. This is the truth. He is the truth. He is the way. This is the truth, the word of God. The word says even the demons believe and shudder. So if they believe, I think we should be believing, right? So go ahead and just get on your horse and decide you're going to do this. And don't turn back. Shut yourself away. Turn everything off. Turn on the worship music. Turn your phone off. Get off Facebook. Do what you have to do because you don't have much time left, I'll tell you that. And I don't know what much time is, and I know God is generous in time, but like Jesus said, if you're not paying attention, if you're not watching, it'll be like a thief in the night. And he said, if you, if you would have known, you would have been standing on guard. And so you do know he's coming, and he said, be ready. And if you're ready, it won't be like a thief in the night. So, um, and he said, be actively ready, not just sitting there. And that, that's a whole other thing. But to be active, uh, just in short, is to take that time to get to know him. Spend your time with him. Find out what he says and, and then make sure you're doing it. And if it's too hard to do it, then ask him to help you. And I'm going to warn you, the enemy is going to come against you. But greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You can do this thing you can't do without Jesus, but you can do it with him. And so, um, yeah, that's what you want to do in this time. And if you don't, I'll just tell you, I think you're going to be really sorry that you didn't. So, Revelation 3.20, Jesus said that he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite him in, he's going to come in. He's going to dine with you. He's going to teach you. The Holy Spirit's going to come and live on the inside of you and tell you things to come. He's going to be your counselor, your standby. And um, he's, going to, he's going to guide you and lead you. You know, the Bible said that many on that day, when, when things happen, they're going to quit and give up and mistrust the one they should be trusting. And so you want to get to know him so that you can trust him. He said that to me one day. He said, you can't trust someone you don't know. And I thought I knew him. You don't know anything about yourself until you get at his feet and just let him counsel you, let him teach you. So anyway, when we say this prayer, and if you mean it, the Holy Spirit will come and live on the inside of you. And then don't be surprised of a list of corrections that you will get. And what he's doing is he's getting the dead branches off you and fitting you for heaven. And, and don't take it wrong. He's doing it because he loves you, and he's trying to help you. You know, he, he loves his children, and it's not his will that one should perish. But it's up to us. We have to choose. We have to make that choice. So let's say that prayer, Jesus. We thank you and praise you that you laid down your life for us, that you loved us so much that you came, and you came to show us the Father. You said if we've seen you, we've seen the Father. And we, we, we did see you. We do see you. Your love is so strong. You're so committed to us. You said that you would lay down your life for us. You did. 
And you did lay down your life for us. And you said you had the power to lay down and pick it up. No one took it from you. And so you voluntarily did that because of your love for us. We just appreciate it. And we're just asking, Lord, that you come and live on the inside of us and instruct us, teach us how to live in your kingdom. Teach us to be committed to you. Teach us right from wrong. Go ahead and teach us. Show us ourselves. Show us what we can't see without you about ourselves. Help us to love like you love. Not to love ourselves, but to love that other person. That person that needs your love. Help us to be like you and just do it. Just serve that other person. We love you. We praise you. Thank you. Help us, Lord. We can't do this without you. In your name we pray. Amen. He's so good. He's so in love with you. He said that prayer. He is living on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit has come. And he's going to guide you in truth. And so go ahead and take those convictions. And sometimes it feels like a little spanking. But so what? Because it's because he loves you. And he's teaching you his way. If you said that prayer for the first time, I'd love it so much if you let me know. If I inspired you in any way, I would love to know that as well. Um, so yeah, and remember, you can't do anything without him. Get on the vine. Don't let go. And he'll recreate you into his likeness. And you'll have it good here. You'll have his protection. He'll be your standby. And um, you'll be able to live with him when you leave here. The time is short. So get to know him quickly. He said he's coming quickly. I just read that this morning. Thanks so much for listening and God bless you.